Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful people. Brandy here. This is Spear Talk. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm just going to say the Soul Tribe community is finally feeling cohesive and gelled together. There is so much more interaction on the Facebook group, and who knew that all it would take was making it a private group? I Well, I bet you a lot of you knew. I didn't know. I'm not a Facebook wizard by any means, and I didn't even really know that it wasn't private, which meant that people who weren't a part of the group could see posts and comments. And that's fixed now. Thank goodness. It was my intention the whole time for it to be a closed group, but I'm no whiz at Facebook. I'm getting better. I'm learning. I'm more of an Instagram person, and that's where you will see me active on my Spirit Talk page at Spirit Talk 13. But I keep Facebook mainly because of groups, and I want our group to feel like a safe space to explore spirituality by bouncing off ideas, off each other, asking questions, sharing stories. I'm loving it, and I'm so glad to see the engagement go up. Thank you. Thank you for joining and becoming a member of the community. If you're interested and haven't joined, you can find the link in the show notes, Spirit Talk, a soul tribe. Today's going to be a bit of story time. I was inspired by a post on the Facebook group, actually, today. A member named Dana had her first Reiki experience and told us about it. And in her post said, it's real. She said those two words, it's real. And that brought to mind an experience I had that showed me that Reiki definitely is real. Believe it or not, I do tend to have skepticism when it comes to spiritual modalities. Not cynicism, but a healthy dose of skepticism. You know, I can know something in my mind, but until I actually experience it for myself, I don't fully buy in or fully embody it or fully trust. And that's been the case for me for spirit guides, mediumship, angels, and what this story is about, Reiki. To the point where When my friend who is ahead of me on her Reiki journey, she started about a year before I did and she started learning before I met her. When she would say words like heal or healed in conversations that we had about Reiki, it kind of triggered something within me, my inner skeptic, because I guess the word heal is a big deal in medical science. And I felt like throwing that word around could be I don't know, overdoing it, I guess. It's not that I didn't love Reiki. I knew there was something to it. And I was definitely drawn to it for a reason. But I think that most people have a bit of skepticism. And part of the spiritual path is experiencing things for ourselves. And I feel in my heart that my guide brought me this experience I'm about to talk about. And so did my mom's guide for her. Our guides certainly know each other, and in my eyes, they worked together on this. Yes, this story involves my mom. Her name is Brenda. She is a retired RN. Most people who know her these days would describe her as a world traveler. 
As I speak, she's in Spain and has spent the last couple months traveling Europe and Egypt with her husband, Bob. They'll be back in December here shortly and then off again for the remainder of the winter. For several years now, they have spent winters adventuring around the world. My mom certainly knows how to pack as many experiences as she can into her life. And she's definitely had her share of spiritual experiences on her journeys as well. Perhaps one day she can share some of those on Spirit Talk as a guest. So let's get into it. This story takes place in spring 2021. Mom and Bob had just returned from a several month trip on the other side of the world. They were staying with us for a few days. We caught up over dinner and wine that first night that they were here, as we do. (laughs) We saw pictures and heard about their travels. And they gave my kids neat trinkets from Africa. As we caught up, my mom mentioned that she was concerned about some blood tests she had just had. She had a test that measured her GFR as very low. That's glomerular filtration rate, which indicates how the kidneys are functioning. As a nurse, she knew that's something that definitely needs follow-up, and she had planned ultrasounds and and follow-up blood work. Some people may worry in this case, but I knew everything was fine. I just knew, and I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. You know, I didn't let it bother me or worry me too much. A day or two later, my husband and I planned to go out for dinner. Naturally, when the grandparents are in town, it's a good opportunity for a date. That morning, my mom asked if I could do Reiki for her. Without a thought, I said, of course. I was still quite new to Reiki and loved any opportunity to practice, especially on somebody I hadn't worked with before. We set a time for later that afternoon. So I had planned to get ready for my date with my husband, then do Reiki on my mom. Then we would head out the door for dinner while my mom and Bob watched our kids. Perfect plan. (laughs) So I thought. The time came and I got ready to go out. So I did, you know, my hair and makeup so that I could leave right after Reiki. My mom is a busy bee and had plans most of the day. And she got back in time for our session and we got right to it. It was a good session. It definitely felt different than working on a stranger. I felt the presence of my mom's guide. I usually used my own intuition to determine where I would move next on the energy body, but this time I felt guided by spirit guides in the room. And I worked through all aspects of my mom's field, but I did spend a lot of time channeling Reiki around her mid-torso and close to the body, only about an inch from the skin. And when you work close to the body in Reiki, at least in my experience, it is working with the physical body more so than the astral or celestial parts of the aura. And the session definitely did feel powerful, but I expected that. I had always heard that, you know, working on someone close to you can be different. And I had worked with my kids and a little bit with my husband, but I'm sure you listeners will agree there is something different to the parent relationship. I've known my mom longer than I've known anyone. <laughs> so I wasn't really surprised that the, the experience felt powerful. When the session was over, we talked about it, as I do with anyone I do Reiki for. One of the things my mom said she felt was a bit of pain on her side, 
and it felt electric, like a jolt, she said. And she said it felt like something literally moved inside of her and felt a bit weird. I thought, wow, cool. You know, I know that Reiki can cause a lot of different types of movement in the body, even though that I'm not physically touching the receiver. Nonetheless, it was interesting to hear how, you know, the Reiki was received. Now, here's where I got a big lesson. (laughs) Without properly grounding and brushing off anything I picked up, and without really tending to my own energy after the session, I went out with my husband. We had a reservation at a place that we had never been to before, and I was excited to go out. It had been ages since our last date out alone. So without really being aware of it, I left my house with really bad energetic hygiene. Let me tell you what, I learned a hard way. So I jumped into our truck. I didn't feel quite right. This is pretty much immediately following the Reiki session within 10, 15 minutes. And the place we were going was about 15 minutes away. Each minute that passed, I felt worse and worse. I became extremely nauseous. The closer we got, the more panicked I felt. As we approached the restaurant and my husband was looking for parking, I said, I am sorry, I can't go in. Like, I need to go home. I am not well. I had tears streaming down my face. He was confused. This seemed to come out of nowhere. Just a couple hours before, I was perfectly fine. But he knows me and knows that I was excited for this date. And to just tell him to take me home, he knew I must feel awful. So without really question, he turned around and headed home. He got on the phone and ordered himself some sushi for dinner somewhere in town. As I cried and writhed with nausea. And like there was no way I could eat. So we arrived home. I went straight to my room, closed the door, turned off the lights to lay down. And moments later, I was in the bathroom throwing up. My apologies for that detail. I know it's gross, but I wouldn't share that if it wasn't really, you know, relevant to the story. This wasn't like any sickness I had ever had. It was sudden and extreme and the expelling was violent and furious. I was confused, but I had this kind of inner knowing at the back of my head that I wasn't actually sick with a virus or bacteria. This was something else. After the forceful expelling, that was it. No more nausea. I went to sleep at 7 p.m. and didn't wake up until the morning. And in the morning, I felt perfectly well. When I came out of my room... My mom was there and asked me how I was, and she immediately said, I think it was the Reiki. Hmm. I don't know, I said. There's, there was still skepticism in my heart, I guess. I needed more time to process it. I was just really glad that I wasn't sick. You know, I felt perfectly fine, and, and that was a weird thing, and, and it's over. Uh, the next day, my mom and Bob left. And I was still kind of just processing the whole thing. I talked with my Reiki friends about it and they had no skepticism. They agreed with my mom. They assured me there was a lesson there somewhere. And after a bit of conversation around it, they asked me, did I brush off after the Reiki session? And I thought back, dang it. 
I didn't. How could I have forgotten that? And that's when I was really starting to get convinced that the Reiki session had something to do with this sudden sickness. A week after the session, my mom called me. She said she was convinced I healed her kidney. She had gotten blood work back that her kidney function had returned to perfectly normal. She said she had no medical interventions and doesn't know how else her kidney function would improve so quickly. She said she believed that she had a kinked or blocked ureter. And when she felt that little jolt of electrical type pain in her side during our session, that it was getting unblocked or unkinked. I was just like, wow, that's pretty cool. Thank you for telling me. And she said, sorry for making you sick, but I'm glad my kidneys healed. (laughs) Wow, that was it. My skepticism was down to dismal 1%. I was ready to say, yes, Reiki healed my mom's kidney. I don't think using the word heal is an overstatement anymore. And whenever I talk Reiki with my friends, I have no problem saying the word heal or healed. I had steered clear of it before and it triggered skepticism in me, but now I get it. Sometimes healing is the right word. I healed someone. My mom. Not every Reiki session heals a physical issue like a ureter or a kidney, of course, but every session is healing on some level. It's just that most of the time there isn't blood work to show evidence. Sometimes the physical body heals, sometimes it's emotional healing, sometimes spiritual, or a combination of all the layers in our energy field receiving healing. I'm still not sure why I didn't take care of my own energy after our session. It's not like I didn't learn that from my teachers. Of course, they taught us that. I had been diligent after every other Reiki session I'd ever done, making sure I have good energetic hygiene practice. In fact, I pride myself on having good energetic boundaries, and I do my best to keep my aura clear of what doesn't belong. So maybe it was the hustle and bustle of having house guests that made me absent-minded. Maybe it was because I was eager to go out with my husband. It could be both those things, but there's something else. I do think that I experienced extreme energy sickness. And sometimes for me, it takes that extra level of experience for me to really believe, trust, and have faith in something. When I first started mediumship, I got lots of really convincing evidence. That was with the help of my guides. When I first met my spirit guide, I I saw him in full living color and had a conversation I could hear with my ears. And this experience, this Reiki experience, is like that. Sure, I knew that Reiki was healing and that energetic hygiene was important, But here was my evidence. Without that sickness, I don't think that I would have the level of trust in Reiki that I do now. So maybe I needed this wild experience. (laughs) It wasn't as blissful as meeting my guide or getting a name in mediumship, but it really drilled lessons into me. That's for sure. Reiki is real. And self-energy clearing after 
is extremely important. Just like with my guide, I don't see him anymore. I don't need to. I know his energy. I know what his presence feels like. I get other signs from him. And I feel like seeing him all the time, that's not really practical. And this is the case with with Reiki. I was lucky enough to get physical evidence enough to overcome my skepticism. I'm grateful for it because I no longer need evidence to be convinced. I don't need to be seeking that evidence anymore, which draws a lot of my power. I trust enough that Reiki works. It is real and it can definitely heal. That's it for today, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. The next episode of Spirit Talk will be a fun one on cards and pendulums. Stay tuned. And until we meet again.